Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fasten your seatbelts. This is the Snowman Podcast. Episode 1. To start, press any key. Where's the energy? Give us up! Hey, everybody. Snowman here. Thanks for listening to the Snowman Podcast and its premiere episode, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to have the one and only Diamond Dallas Page. This comes off of a conversation that was taped on Snowman in the Morning and aired live on Snowman in the Morning on Friday, September 11th. Y'all are going to enjoy it. It's the Snowman Podcast. Strap in and get ready. That's a spicy meatball. You rec you wrestling fans recognize this music I got playing in the background? Well it could Well that music, the self high five can only belong to one man and one man only. He has worked with the likes of Goldberg with Sting with with Hulk Hogan and anybody that's watched WCW knows that when you hear this music and this man coming through the crowd it can only be one person and I am so thrilled to have him on Snowman in the Morning right now the one the only Diamond Dallas Page good morning sir I am so thrilled to have you on my friend where is the 219 area? Where are you guys at? We're based out of out of Chicago, but the 219 code is um, Northwest Indiana. Oh, okay. But you guys are based out of Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We're, we're going to be there pretty soon. So yes, pretty you cool. are, and I can't. I and I I can't wait, man. I mean, how how are things going for you? Oh, it's going great. You know, we uh, right, right now we're in the process of opening up. Uh, DDPO, the Performance Center here in Smyrna, Georgia, which is you know, just uh, right on the tip of Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, it's the first DDPO, uh, the Performance Center that's ever been done because it's more of a uh, production studio, you know, where we uh, produce uh, not just all our workouts, but cooking shows and uh, you know stuff DDPO for kids, and we developed this app that's coming out, this interactive subscription app. That will uh, will be out uh, right on Black Friday. We're going to introduce it, which is our four year anniversary. And uh, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was just in the uh, at the PC. He um, he came in to do some of what he's calling Austin uh, uh, bootlegs. And there, uh, he, just, he did a uh, podcast with myself. He did one with Jake Snake Roberts. He did one uh, with Scott Hall. And primarily, he was talking about. Uh, their careers, but mainly the movie, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, which people can get tickets to right now, um, right now in uh, Chicago and uh, in Woodridge, I believe uh, it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. We're about to uh, we're about to get in the music box, and I talked to Ryan today about uh, setting up a meet and greet with myself and Jake and uh, possibly Scott Hall as well, 
and um, we'll be showing the movie The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, Jake the Snake, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, um, uh, which is getting amazing reviews. Anybody wants to know, you know where we're coming to in their area or where they can see the movie or eventually get the VOD, Video On Demand, or DVDs, will all be at jakethesnakemovie.com. That's jakethesnakemovie.com. You go there and sign up and get on our mailing list, and then you'll know uh, when we're coming to that area. What gave you and your folks the idea for that movie? Well, you know, um, it was pretty uh, documented that Jake had fallen from grace in the movie, the uh, um, Beyond the Mat, and I mean, they had Jake doing crack and all sorts of things. And it was uh, it was no way for you know people's heroes to go down. And Joe you know, Jake is is an, is an admitted uh, addict. You know, he's addicted to you know to booze, to pills, to cocaine, to crack. Um, and uh, Jake Roberts helped me throughout my career. Um, I always say without Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, there is no Diamond Dallas Page. He gave me every uh, break that ever meant anything. But um, Jake Snake Roberts is the guy who helped me become, you know, a three-time world champion, you know, a main eventer. And that was because he took me under his wing and he mentored me in my ring work. And uh, and it made a big difference in, you know, what, my, what happened in my career. So I always wanted to pay him back. And I knew he was, you know, pretty low, about as low as you can go. And I just reached out to him because I've had such success with, you know, my DDP yoga, please, uh, with uh, my DDP yoga uh, program that, um, <clears throat> that I decided to, we shut that door, honey, please shut that door. Um, got a bunch of people in my house today. Um, the, um, I've had such, you know, incredible, um, you know, results from the disabled veteran. I helped walk again. You know, lose 140 pounds in 10 months. More importantly, he lost his knee braces, his back brace, and wraparound canes, not just to walk, but run. You know, so that's my go-to video when I want to show people what's possible. And Jake was, I didn't even think he was beat up and broken down as he was when we got there. He was over 300 pounds. You know, he, could, he couldn't get out of a chair. He couldn't get into a chair. He couldn't go to the ground. You know, he, he was really, really beat up. And uh, yeah, that's what drugs and you know not working out and not taking care of yourself will do as you get older. It's called old age. You know, along with you know, uh, one time you know Jake was you know like a Ferrari. It just he mm-hmm. had you know a million and a half miles on him. You know, so uh, you know, long story short, it's, it's I wanted to show people that what was possible, and. I didn't know if anybody would ever even see the resurrection of Jake the Snake, the documentary, because you know, there's only it only works if there's a resurrection. If he doesn't, if he doesn't resurrect his, you know, you know who he was to where he is that is today, that doesn't mean anything. But you know he did, and we we documented everything, all of the uh, you know the ups and the downs, you know that that come through this journey in a 93 minute movie is. Uh, Pretty amazing. The one and only Diamond Dallas Page joining me here. He joins us via the U.S. Tire and Auto Hotline, talking the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts and and other things. And, you know, I am a big fan of yours, my friend. I'm a fan of you and um, how you performed. 
of course, the diamond cutter. You gotta, you gotta talk to me about the match that you had with the mailman Carl Malone, and then at, um, against uh, Hulk Hogan and, and and Rodzilla. I never got a chance to watch that one live. I've only seen clips of it. But how much fun was it with that kind of match? Well, you know, it was fun because um, you know I was I was friends with Carl Malone. You know, and people who don't know Carl Malone played for Utah Jazz. You need to know that Carl Malone was the second leading scorer right today. Right, Jabbar is the only man, and Jabbar played when he was forty. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and, and another guy who did yoga. You know, Jabbar worked with a friend of mine named Brian Kest, and that's one of the reasons why Jabbar lasted so long. Right, seven footers don't last that long. Mm-hmm. You know, but ones that, that you know, the ones that do any kind of yoga will have a lot longer shelf life. And, you know, I developed DDT yoga for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga because I was that guy. But uh, back to Carl, you know, he, he's the second leading scorer of all time in the NBA and probably had the strongest work ethic maybe ever in the NBA. And I had that work ethic in the WCW in that's wrestling. Good. And that's why we got together because we you know, appreciated, appreciated each other's work ethic. And then... Um, I actually came up with the idea when I heard that Rodman was coming back into WCW, you know, for his little uh, his little thing like he did the year before. Right. And I went over to Bischoff's house and I said, what if it was me and Carl Malone against Rodman and Hogan? And I know that win or lose, they're going to end up on The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if we shoot the angle on The Tonight Show? And that, that Bischoff was like, That's, that would be a great idea. And he was already talking to NBC quite a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, they wanted to do business with us, so uh, it all just worked out. And when we shot that angle, when Rodman was on the couch with Hogan and talking to uh, Jay Leno, and then we came out from the wings, threw, threw the chairs up in the air, and threw them down into the diamond cutter side up, place went crazy, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the face-off, and Jay was in the middle, and Drew Carey was there. I remember the comedian, Drew Carey. Yeah. Yeah, he came up. He came. He came up to. Uh, he came up to. Um, uh, he came up to uh, Jay Leno afterwards, and he was like, "Was that real? Was that real? What happened?" Like he bought it, you know. <laughs> that that is terrific. You mentioned something that I talk about a lot on my show, which, which is work work ethic. One of the reasons. You know, I absolutely love you and Carl Malone and any other athlete or person that has that kind of undying, unbeatable work ethic. And, you know, it's just it just means a lot when you have that going for you every day when people try to shoot you down verbally or or whatever. You just rely on that. And that go to video that you talked about, I had a chance to watch it and it's inspired me. You know, just to have that kind of ethic to lean on, you know, when people try to take you down. Well, you know, me and Steve, you know, Steve Austin's podcast is pretty amazing. Uh, he did one with Jake that just, he just put up on his podcast uh, sleeve right now, Podcast One. Um, and he really talked about it. He was totally blown away by the Performance Center. But we, when, when me and him finally sat down to do our uh, podcast, you know, that's really what we talked about. We talked about, you know, people not believing in you. And, like, it, it, when I told when I told people, you know, that I was going to get professional wrestling, uh, 
at 31 and, and as a manager, they you're just like, what's he smoking? You know, <laughs> but but I made I made it happen. Yeah. And when I finally got to WCW as a manager after seven months, they said, you know, between the long blonde hair, you know, and the rap and the diamonds and the clothes and the you know, diamond dolls. It's like no one's paying attention to the wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was I was too over the top of professional wrestling as a manager. You know, which you would think it's impossible to be too over the top of wrestling. But you know, they they said I you know it wasn't my fault. But they said what we should do was put you in a pair of tights and boots and see if you can do this and sort of laugh. You know, because I was thirty five and a half, and that I had seven months left of my contract, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm, I never wanted to, when I was a kid, I never wanted to be a manager. I thought they were great, but I never wanted to be a manager. I wanted right. to be a wrestler. Right. So I thought I got seven months up on my contract. I'm, I'm going to do it. And I told Michael P.S. Hayes, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, one of the greatest characters. Yeah. He fell down on the floor laughing. You know, I mean, everybody like, what's he smoking? What's he smoking? He's, not, <laughs> he's, he's never going to be able to pull this off. He's never going to be able to learn. Enough in enough time, it'll be too old. But they were wrong, you know. And uh, at you know, at forty, that was nineteen ninety six. My career took off like a rocket. It and did. you know, ninety seven and ninety eight. You know, I, I was on top of the world, according to Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, one of my closest friends, was rated number one wrestler in the world, and without question, he was. Uh, rated number four was Diamond Dallas Page from obscurity, mm-hmm. you know, two, three years earlier. But, you know, people laughed at it. But at that point, they couldn't laugh anymore because I was one of the top guys in the business. That you were. And then, and then I blew my back out. Um. I actually ruptured, I ruptured my L4 and L5 so badly. No, it wasn't one bump. It wasn't Kevin Nash's power slam, you know, which is the reason I crawled over and tagged out because I was in a tag team match with Canyon. But, uh, uh, it wasn't that bump. It was all the bumps, all right. the travel, all the stress. And my body finally said, okay, uncle. And then, boom, my back blew out. And I had three top back specialists tell me, a spine specialist tell me, you're, you're never going to wrestle again. So I went to another one. I went to another one. They all kept saying the same thing, like, you're done. And uh, I just signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal. Mm-hmm. And like I told you earlier, I'm a guy wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga right but at that point i would try anything and i'm so glad that you know, i was married to kimberly at the time and i was so glad that she like taunted me enough to bully me and try it and <laughs> in three weeks you know a lot of i couldn't handle all the you know the, the humming and the chanting and the reach your arms to the heavens so the universe smiles back at you i just couldn't handle any of that stuff it's just not me but I found a, a power yoga tape that it, it had a, a, the least amount of that. And uh, I started doing it, and I couldn't do any of the moves, so I had to figure out all the modifications. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I started to put it together, and in three weeks, I mean three weeks, I started to feel a significant difference in my flexibility and my core strength. Now, I've done... I'm doing rehab because I've rehabbed both shoulder surgeries, both right. knee surgeries. Right. So I know a lot about rehab. So I know a lot about breaking up scar tissue, which alleviates pain and also creates flexibility, which is creates youth. So what I did is I started to mix the rehab techniques 
with the yoga positions, and I do an old school calisthenics, push-ups, squats, crunches, but I did them with a slow burn movement, meaning like a three count or a five count or a 10 count, so just going up and down. And uh, what I figured out completely by accident, Snowman, right? completely by accident, every time you flex or engage a muscle, your heart's got to be faster, get the blood to the muscle. Sort of mm-hmm. like you lay down, your heart rate's the lowest ever. You sit up, it goes up. Stand up, it goes up. Walk, jog, run, up, up, up. Yep. I figured out by accident how to do that with DDP yoga. And in less than three months, I was back in the ring. At 42, they said my career's over. At 43, I was the heavyweight champ in the world. And what I created would be way more valuable than that ever could have been to me because I developed a workout, DDP yoga, that was kick-ass cardio, would dramatically increase your flexibility, strengthen your core like never before, but here's the kicker, minimal joint impact, virtually no impact, no stress on your body. So you heal, strengthen, have an amazing cardiovascular routine, and that's why that disabled veteran who couldn't walk without the aid of the knee braces, the back brace, and the cane, that's how he could start to lose the weight because of the dynamic resistance. And that's why that cat lost 140 pounds in 10 months. More importantly, lost the knee braces, back brace, and canes, and not just walk, but ran. That's, and that's my workout. And that's why I got Jake on. That's why I got Scott on. Jericho, he's still wrestling. Four years ago, they said his career was over. Mm-hmm. He, he saw he saw the video of the disabled vet. When he saw it, he called me and he said, D, whatever you send me, I will do. He couldn't even sing. You know, he couldn't get the high notes. He likes to run around the stage. He couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So he was completely, here's a guy who's lived the, the, the dream, not just in wrestling, but in as a rock and roll singer. Right. I mean, he, he, he's, got, he's got six albums out. You know, here's a guy who lived both dreams, and both dreams were going to be taken away in one swoop. And when I helped him, and in th- in five weeks, he was 85% pain-free. It was never a weight loss thing for, uh, for Jericho. Um, he was in great shape. But he uh, in five weeks, he was 85% pain-free. In three months, he was 100% pain-free. And headlined WrestleMania with CM Punk. So it really gave super validity, you know, to DDP yoga. And then he went to just doing DDP yoga, period. And he took off six months from wrestling and toured with Bobby. And then he showed up out of nowhere two years ago at that, uh, at, um, at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And he was number two in. And he lasted for 48 minutes and 38 seconds. Yes. He, 48 minutes. I mean, right. And only does DDP yoga and not wrestling. So, you know, it was, uh, it was just an amazing uh, tribute. <laughs> yeah. And then he jumped off the cage for, yeah, I think he was there about four months ago. He was, uh, he was still with WWE and uh, he, he was there for about four or five months and he had to show up for a while and take off and do all his, you know, Fozzie stuff and come back and do a little run. But the last match he had with, uh, with uh, Bray Wyatt, he jumped off the top of the cage at 44. Mm-hmm. That's called DDP. That's called DDP yoga. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's what. That's that's why I can help so many people. And it was never about weight loss. It was about healing my body. 
uh, but it just turned out to be a really awesome side effect, <laughs> the weight loss part. <laughs> Oh, man, the one, the only Diamond Dallas Page joining us via the U.S. Tire Hotline on this Friday edition of Snowman in the Morning on Arena Sports on the Arena Sports Network and arenasportsnet.com. Some of the greats, Scott Hall, Sting, Goldberg, Macho Man, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, Bret Hart, Chris Benoit, you mentioned uh, Chris Jericho, uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. The Undertaker. What's it like working with these guys, and and like just getting in there and having fun with them, and and, and tangling with them? You know, um, you know, gr- growing up, you know, and, and these guys were only a couple years older than me, but you know, in the eighties, you know, Hogan, you know, he would be. They try to say he's expunged from WWE, which that that won't last. No, I won't. He'll, he'll he'll be given a reprieve and be able to come back as he should. That was a little bit stiff, yeah. Uh, I thought, but but you know, bottom line is, uh, you know, Hulk will, will survive, and he is he is immortal. He is um, he's the immortal you know, Hulk Hogan. That's why he has the yeah, name. Yeah, him and Randy Savage, you know, those being the two biggest names, you know, from the eighties. Piper, mm-hmm. of course, too. Yeah, um, the late great Roddy Piper and the late yes, great sir. Macho Man. Guys died too young in our business, you yeah. know, but. You know, and it has a lot to do with the wear and tear. You know that your body can only take so much wear and tear. But um, Hulkster, um, you know him and him and Mach, you know, they had come up to me earlier in my career, and like four years out before, like in '94, I remember both of them different times coming up to me and you know letting me know that whatever I'm doing to keep doing it because uh, they saw something in me. You know, and that was very flattering at the time. Three years later, to be able to work with Macho, and four years later to be able to work with Hogan, you know, these, these are the guys, you know, and uh, there's that's as high as you can get, you know. Before Stone Cold Steve Austin made a name for himself, and of course The Rock, who's mm-hmm. the biggest star in, in the world. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, these were the two guys, and for, to, get, to get me in the locker room with them and be on the same level, you know, and at some point, you know, like in '97. Like, I was maybe the most over guy in our company. You know, because Sting went into the Raptors. There was no Goldberg. Right. Of course, the NWO were the megastars. Yes. You know, but, uh, but I was selling more stuff than they were, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at the time. <laughs> you know, and it was, it was crazy. You know, Ric Flair being able to be, you know, Ric Flair, me and him have had our ups and downs over the years, but we're in a really good spot right now. And I got a lot of, you know, Flair, it's Ric Flair. I mean, right. You don't get any better. You don't get any better than that. But he, you know, between him and Michaels, you know, Mike go down as between. It's between the two of them who would go down as the greatest ever because they can do everything. Agreed. You know, I mean, if, if Steve Austin had you know a longer run, mm-hmm. you didn't get dropped on his head. Yeah. You know, he might be the guy. You know, who could, could do it all from work to the talk. You know, just I mean, get the TV. You don't know, having someone in the palm of their hand. You know, in his interviews and everything. You know, uh, and he make you laugh, cry, scream, yell. <laughs> um, but uh, to be in, you know, being that same level from the guy that came up from being a manager and a color commentator to becoming a wrestler at thirty-five, and then to be on the same level of those guys five years later. It was an amazing accomplishment, you know, and um, today, you know, about, about five years ago, 
I was doing an interview with a guy named Brian Alvarez, and it always stuck with me because at one point he said to me, he said, so where do you see Diamond Dallas Page five years from now? And this is about <clears throat> maybe five and a half years ago. And I said to him, I said, you know, Brian, I, I honestly believe that DDPO is going to, it's going to dwarf my wrestling career. He's like, what? Because no one really knew about it. <laughs> right. But I knew, I knew some of the people that I was helping. I had a, I, a man walk up to me. We were at the Slamdance Film Festival with the resurrection of Jake the Fake. And, uh, which by the way, Slamdance is the, is, is one of the top, um, independent uh, film festivals for independent films. And uh, they, we didn't win the film festival, but we really did because Slamdance, this whole tour that we're doing theatrically around the country, Dallas, New York, LA, Chicago, um, Atlanta, um, this whole tour is Slamdance Presents. This is the first film they've ever gone out with. It's it's pretty cool to, to be in this whole thing, mm-hmm. um, but uh, God, what was I talking about before I said slam dance? Um, I was, what was like my ADD set in there? Um, I can't remember now. Where was I? There's someone going, "Oh no, you were right <laughs> at that point. You changed direction." Right. Um, and you, and, and still, man, you're not listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> because I do a lot of in, in speaking. I do a lot of corporate speaking. And, uh, you know, about my, my newest talk that I do is called Owning It. Like, owning it. Like, I don't care what it is. I really break it down. And, and uh, I tell people about my history. Like, I grew up with ADD and dyslexia. Mm-hmm. I was reading at a third, I was reading at a third grade level, page 30. And that's when I started to teach myself how to read. And again, it goes back to that work ethic thing, you know, and, Right. Uh, I never knew, I never understood what ADD or just like it was. I just thought I, you know, I had trouble with this reading thing. And, you know, it just it never made sense to me. And then I started to really try to tackle it. You know, you got to face your fears. And, you know, and, and I talk about that. And at some point, I might go off on a rant about something like I just did with you about slam dance thing. And I'll <laughs> go, oh, man. I go, I forgot where I was. Right. So you thought that ain't. You thought that ADD stuff was BS, right? Right. <laughs> and someone will, I'll go, where was I? And then someone will answer, go, oh, you were listening. Awesome. Okay. And I go right back to it. And it gets a big laugh, you know, but uh, it's true. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just, and I think that's the funniest thing that when you're not trying to be funny, you're just, you know, having a good time, people laugh because it's so real, you know. Uh, <laughs> And there's, time, and there's times in the, in the movie The Resurrection Dick the Snake, you're going to laugh your ass off, you know? But there's other times. Like, I, I have Austin on film talking about the movie. He was so blown away with the performance, the DDPO, the performance center looked like. I mean, blown away. And I always tell people, I know it sounds like I'm overselling it, but I'm not. You know? Right. And you're like, oh my God. And, uh, but he, he also, the movie, he was so blown away by the movie because he saw our first cut, which was really about probably our eighth or ninth. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't let anybody see it until I thought it was you know, what we wanted to represent. And uh, but he saw it and he thought it was good. But now you know, Steve is never going to put you over unless he don't put anybody over. So he was never going to put you over unless he loved it. And when he saw the last cut, when it's going out to all the theaters now, 
and will be on VOD and DVD, uh, he was blown away. He actually said he shed a tear more than once. And this is Stone Cold so, Steve Austin we're talking about. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, so um, really, really, really heartfelt. Um, you know, everyone is, you know, James, uh, Josh Brolin, right? You know, mm-hmm. Josh is right, one of the top actors in the world. Right. And, and uh, we have a friend of ours um, named Chris Bell. And he's one of our executive producers along with myself mm-hmm. on this film. And um, he, he played, he, he actually, uh, uh, he actually uh, given the, the, the film over to Josh because we wanted to maybe get him to come over and uh, do our Q&A because we get, like, Chael Sonnen. And one of the greatest UFC fighters, you know, that I think is one of the greatest characters ever in mm-hmm. you know in MMA. Uh, he did our Q and A uh, in Portland, Oregon, when we were there uh, last week. Uh, a couple months ago, we did one in LA, and Jody Man, uh, Man- Mangiello, you know, the guy from uh, from um, uh, True Blood. He was True also in Magic Mike. He's marrying that gorgeous Latino chick, Sophia, whatever. Right. Um, yeah, um, great guy, really great guy, a big fan. But he did the Q and A too, you know. So uh, what we wanted, we were hoping that uh, you know maybe Josh would you know consider doing it because we're all big fans of his. And uh, he sent Chris this text, which was so strong, man. He said that uh, um, I'm just going to give you the one little quote here because a lot of it was personal. It, it right. me over, and I don't want to say that because it was not like I put myself over. But he wrote a great story of hope, love, and real compassion. You know, wow. So, you know, that's the resurrection. I mean, that, that sums up, you know, the resurrection of Jake the Snake. And, uh, again, anybody out there who wants to, uh, you know, check it out, because, you know, you, you grew up watching Jake or me or Scott or, you know. And <laughs> I, I did, man. Really I grew up watching you watching Jake, watching the Hulkster, Macho Man, Randy Savage. I tell you what, when I when I was growing up, we a uh, bunch of us, bunch of my friends back in my old neighborhood in Chicago, first got into wrestling. One of the and I know we couldn't execute it perfectly, but one of the newest moves I wanted to try was the DDT, which is like basically a reverse pile driver. And and my my friend said, "How how are you going to do that?" And it took me like two months to like really study it and watch it and see how they're doing it and see how both partners are working together. Finally did it. My friend said, that took a lot of practice. Well, they take, well, I said, well, the guys take a lot of practice in doing it. You know, it's, it's funny that, that Jake has the funniest story, how that, uh, how that came to be. He was uh, working at Lenny. I can't remember his name right now, but he was working with this guy who knew very well, and Jake would grab him in the face lock because his knee lift, his knee, he had a great knee lift. His knee lift would be his finish. And one night he was like pulling him into position to do the knee lift and he fell. Oh, and wow. It, that's how it happened. That's how and it happened? Went, whoa. Yeah, and he went, whoa. Like, because, you know, Jesus. Whoa! Like you get it out of nowhere, you know. And uh, and Jake, you know, not wanting to, uh, 
you know, not wanting to look stupid because he tripped, jumped up his feet. I didn't trip. I didn't trip. I didn't trip. And Lenny just laid there because he was the real, you know, Jake was still green as grass. Right. Uh, but Lenny was, you know, a seasoned vet. And uh, he laid there because he knew, like, wow, he's got something here. And again, yeah. happened by accident. Sort of like how I developed dynamic resistance with DDP yoga and figuring out that every time you flex or engage, your heart rate has to you know, increase because you have to beat faster to get the blood to the different muscles. Right. And that's completely by accident. I mean, it was like <laughs> I had a heart monitor on. I was doing push-ups. I looked at my heart monitor. My heart rate was like 130. I was like, what the hell? Is What's wrong with this heart monitor? I'm not running. I'm not on the elliptical or a stairmaster or the bike. Right. I'm in one position. And I thought it was wrong. And then as I figured it out, you know, some of the greatest things happen by mistake, you mm-hmm. know, happenstance or whatever they call it, you know. Oh, man. I hope everyone has enjoyed this conversation. We're going to have it again on our our podcast. Go to arenasportsnet.com slash morning to download the podcast and download this interview. The one, the only, Diamond Dallas Page, one of my wrestling heroes, is on my show. Man, an honor. An absolute honor. So let me ask you, are you going to be at the... Uh... We will be in Woodridge, and I'm about to cut the deal with the music box. So we'll be in Woodridge on, let me think, I think it's October 9th. And you can get tickets now because we're going to sell out. And they might add another show or two, but there's only so many we can add before we have to get out of Chicago and head on to the next city. So I'm telling you, we'll be doing doing, uh, PR on the 8th. The ninth, we will be in. So let's let's get together again on the eighth, and yeah. we'll make sure we get a phone to you again to remind everybody that we will actually be there. You want to get your tickets like ASAP. Yes. And the quickest way to do that is you know um, I can't remember what the name of the theater is, and um, I, don't know, I think it's Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. Woodridge. Yes, I, that's the one. And then up today, probably later this weekend. Uh, probably later today, the, mu- uh, the music box right down there in downtown Chicago, they will uh, will have the uh, probably tickets up for sale, and we'll be doing on um, Saturday there. So a Q and A after, and then we're going to do a meet and greet. You know, people can get posted, get the signed poster of the movie, or you know, T-shirts or pictures or whatever. So we'll be doing all that too. So, uh, and I'm sure me and Jake will be there. Not sure if Scott's going to make that one or not. Uh, he might be. But uh, that'll be uh, uh, October 9th and most likely October 10th. It will be in Chi-Town, and that would be a great place for, uh, for people to come out and see the, come out and see the movie. And I think they're both keeping it in the theater for a week as well. So if you can't make it, you know, to catch the Q&As with us, uh, then you can still go in and see the theater. Or, you know, all the information at that jakethesnakemovie.com. Go there today, sign up, make sure you're on the list there uh, so you can find out when the VOD's coming out, the DVD. And if you want to check into uh, DDP Yoga, that's a no-brainer, ddpyoga.com. I'm definitely going to get into DDP Yoga. If I don't make it on the 9th, it's probably because I have a football call because I think that's a Friday night. But put me, please, yeah, put, me, put, me down, put me down for the 10th. I will, I will definitely be there. It would be my pleasure and my honor, sir. 
again, talk to my PR girl, and we'll make that happen. We'll get together so we can do something on the uh, 9th or the 8th, maybe the 8th or something. Okay. Coming into that, uh, doing a little PR going into that. All right, bro? All right. Thanks, my friend. I appreciate the time. Diamond Dallas Page joining me on Snowman in the Morning. Thank you very much, my friend. It's been your pleasure, Snowman. Yes, it has. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Snowman Podcast every Friday. Tune in for a new episode. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and more. Hey, whoa! Wasn't that great, kid? The Snowman Podcast is an exclusive presentation of Brian Snow Enterprises and the Arena Sports Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.